Open your Bibles to Nehemiah. Does everybody know where Nehemiah is? I had to look it up too. Um, Nehemiah 9.6. I got to tell you a story about this week. One day, I was going to the gym to get pretty, so you knew it was going to be a long time. And uh, I'd go, and I, you know, when I'm going to the gym, I don't know about you, but I'm getting myself all hepped up, you know? I'm ready, baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush it, you know? <laughs> and I borrowed Jen's car to go. And I opened her car door, and I wasn't used to her car door, and I smashed myself right in the nose. I mean, there was blood all over the place, man. You see, I know y'all think of me as the Prince of Peace, but basically, I'm a doofus like everybody else, amen, you know. That's, the, I, that's most of them heathens from the school. We live in a time, and I understand, and I especially want us to start praying more for our kids and, and, and youth, um, teenagers and children. Um, everything's divided, and everything is um, out of control, and um, there just doesn't seem to be a place to land. Uh, because this world is, is, is cuckoo for cocoa puffs. That's a biblical theological term, all right? Um, it, it just is. And, and, and young people, adults, everybody, I want you to hear this. The most important thing you can do is to give your whole life to Jesus Christ, okay? Um, there really is no other answer. There really is no other hope. Um, There really isn't. When you do that, almighty creator God comes into your life and he becomes your place to land. Because you can't land in Washington. That's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, okay? Many times you can't even land in the church because too often... It's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Somebody say amen. I'm tired. I'm done. And people understand, you got to understand why I'm so mean. I'm done hearing about people that were hurt by the church. Now, if you're looking to be hurt, you're going to get hurt. But I'm talking about people that, you know, bigotry and, and just judgmentalism and ugliness. I'm sorry, that doesn't belong in the church of Jesus Christ. Okay, just just understand that. It's very important for you to understand that. This morning, I want you to understand the awesome power and the meticulous power of Jesus Christ that he wants to bring into your mind and your heart and your soul, and your psyche, and your body, and your finances, and your profession, and your marriage, and your home. Did I say that already? You see, what I'm hearing, and what I'm starting to understand, is there are too many who call themselves Christians, and they're Christians until there's a problem. Until there's an illness, 
And I understand it's tough. I remember the day that the doctor called and, and he said, you've got a brain tumor. Now I make a joke of, well, I was just glad that sucker had something to attach itself to. You know, and you could do that now. But that day, I wasn't exactly jovial. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't go, oh, praise God. I got there. But too often what we do is we begin to take over and we just kind of push God out. We kind of just say, well, God, I got this one. This is too hard for you. You ever done that? I've done that. And what I'm saying this morning is, I want you to think about your mind. I, thought, I want you to think about your adult, uh, default mental emotional system. What I mean by that is, when you find something out or something happens, what's your go-to? Where do you immediately go? And this is an important question. This is a very, very, very important question. Because the bottom line is, we need to understand that we're going to go somewhere. And listen, I'm done with hearing this. Well, I worry because that's who I am. Well, here's my answer to that. Stop it. Stop it. Well, you, you got to understand, I take over because I want to make. Stop it. Stop it. Somebody say amen. Stop it. Because what we do is, all of a sudden, instead of inculcating and giving it to the power and glory and wisdom of God, we take over. And you have the ability to do that. God is standing there in heaven saying, I've got all the glory and power in the universe. And the bottom line is, it's yours if you want it. But if not, Okay, he's not going to force his power on you. He's not going to force his wisdom on you. He's not going to uh, force his glory on you. Don't tell him I said this stuff. But if you want it, it's all there. It's all there. Nehemiah 9, 6 was one of the verses for, from the groups. And I, I, this is such an awesome verse. It's, well, let me start with six. It's not up there, but blessed be your glorious name and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. Verse six, you alone are the Lord. Understand, I love you, but you're not the boss. Jesus is. Well, I'm gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. No, he can. Here's the cool part about God. When he makes it happen, it happens right. Anybody ever tried to make it happen? Anybody ever mess it up? Anybody ever have a time where you tried to make it happen and you didn't mess it up? Are you hearing what I'm saying? We just have this tendency to, well, I got this. And God's like, go ahead. Go ahead. And we just, ah, it's a mess. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens. Okay? 
Do we not have those scriptures? No? Okay. Not bad. Not Nehemiah 9, 6. I probably messed up. And all their, listen to this. You made the heavens and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You gave life to everything and the multitudes of heaven, of the heavens, worship you. Can I have the universe here, please? Okay. God created with a word. He spoke the heavens into order. Are you listening to me? I mean, all of it, Jack, all of it, every bit of it. Is everybody listening? Why in the world would we think our pesky little problems are a problem to him? You understand what I'm saying? Now, I looked up a lot of stuff this week, you know, and, and, and understand this. There are 30 to 70 billion trillion stars. I love scientists. Anybody here love scientists? Okay. Isn't that cute? Okay. Do we have any mega mathematicians with us? What in the world is 30 to 70 billion trillion? In other words, here, let me, let me translate this for you. Let me, let me get the gift. We don't know what we're talking about. You know, I've watched this science stuff during this corona foolishness. You know, follow the science. And every scientist says something different. See, what you do is you just pick the science you want. You know, it's hilarious. Here's what you need to understand. God, with the word in a word, spoke the whole universe into order. All 30 to 70 billion trillion of them. He counted every one of them and gave them a name. Ask my family and the, and the kids from the school. I can't remember anybody's name. I do. I, what's your name again? And the problem is, here's the problem. I'm so smart that I just got so much going on up there. Now, I'm old. He created 30 to 70 Trillion, billion, mazillion, gazillion stars. Counted each of them and gave each of them a name. Put your life next to that. Let me help you with something. The God who loves you has all that together, has control over all of that. Don't tell anybody I said this, but you're going to be okay. Oh, but there's a war in Russia. And I prayed this morning before service. Get Putin saved. And if he says, no, thank you, then just drop a heavenly bomb on his head. 
This guy's nuts. Oh, well, Hitler was bad. Let me tell you something. There's somebody from Russia named Stalin. Stalin made um, Hitler look like a wimp. He killed 25 million people when he took over. These people are crazy. Okay? God laughs at them. God made 30 to 70 trillion, billion, bazillion stars, named them all, numbered them all, has everything under control. He keeps everything in proper balance and order because if he didn't, it would all go. Place your life in his hand. Are you with me? So he is one immense, magnificent creator king of the universe. So that's a macro understanding of God in our lives. Let's turn to a micro understanding of God in our lives. Can you put the eyes up there? Let's think about this. Not only did he create and number and name 30 to 7 whatever stars, okay? But then let's just take one piece of our life, one piece of our body called the eye. Two million working parts. I love humanist scientists who say, well, this just happened. It evolved. It was the big bang. Yeah. God went, make an eye. Boom. I mean, science, this kind of science is so silly. I love this stuff. Well, back 55 million years ago, you know, when I was in high school, I wasn't much of a student. And the teachers would give out something called multiple choice. In my life, I was real. I called it multiple guess. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I had no choice. I didn't know. I, I didn't study. I was going to be a baseball player and electrician. Or a male model. One of, no, I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, I was like, yeah, let's put that one down. You know, it was so cute. Lisa homeschooled JC coming up. And we would every year take these things called Iowa tests, right, to make sure he was learning something. And she had to watch him. And he was a student like me. See, when I took a test like that, I, I made pretty little squigglies or something. I didn't read a question. She'd read it and see his answer and go, <laughs> cross between, I want to help and I want to kill you. You know, but, but that's what all this sounds like to me when it comes to this science. I laugh because they say I'm unscientific. Then they, they bring up this kind of stuff and say, oh, it just happened. It comes from the primordial ooze. What? Seriously. 
Are you kidding me? Did you come from the primordial use yesterday? You know, I mean, it, it's silly. Now, here's one. Listen to this one. And this will help you with those who think we ought to kill babies because they're inconvenient. They're not really a person until they come out. Yeah, right. The eye starts to develop two weeks after conception. Think about that. And we said, well, you know, until 15 weeks, we should just be able to kill them if we want to. It's, we don't want them. Well, you should have thought of that before you had sex. Oh, well, we can't do that. We're dogs. Okay, whatever. You're never going to win the argument. But the bottom line is we got to understand God's involved in this in a powerful, powerful way. Listen to this one. Listen to this one. You cannot transplant the eye. Do you know why you can't transplant the eye? Now, listen to this one. There are more than one million nerve fibers connecting the eye to the brain. A million. Now, if God can take a million nerve fibers, and everybody here is looking at me right now. God took a million nerve fibers and connected them, little suckers. Do you think there's anything in your life he doesn't know about, understand, and can't recreate or connect? I hope you're hearing this. I hope you're doing this. I hope you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to allow anything to happen in my life. I'm not going to allow there to be any decision in my life that I don't allow this immense, meticulous creator, king of the universe not to be in the center of. Isn't that powerful? Why would you go anywhere else for help? Why would you go anywhere else for wisdom or knowledge? Why would you go anywhere or to anyone else? Are you listening to me? Because we've got so, well, they, they need this help. They need that help. They need, is everybody listening? No. We need one help. Put the next screen up, please. The Hubble Space, this isn't some religious thing. Okay, because them religious people, they're nuts. The Hubble spacecraft was taking pictures of the universe. Thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away. And guess what NASA found in the center of this immensity? These 30 to 70 trillion million gazillion stars. Look what they found. The cross of Jesus Christ. You see, there's nothing too big. There's nothing too small. There's nothing that Jesus Christ 
isn't at the center of. There's no place you can go. There's nothing Satan can do that's too deep or too far or too crazy. That the love and grace of Jesus Christ won't be right there to love you in any way you need to be loved. To heal you in any way you need to be healed. To save you in any way you need to be saved. You say, but pastor, stop. This week, when you get that bill, This week, when you get in that argument, you hearing that, honey? We need him. This week, when that child, you fill in the rest of the sentence. Huh? This week, when them crazy people at work, you fill in the rest of the sentence. I'll fill it in for Riverview Christian. No matter. Jesus Christ, the immense creator, king of the universe, the one who meticulously plugged in all my million fibers so that I could see, is always there. He never leaves. He never forsakes. He's always there, right there for you. My prayer this morning is that you will hear what I've heard, I've said, and what we've seen. And that you would not allow yourself to stand on the outside of the cross of Jesus Christ. And not allow him to be the savior and the healer and the fixer of your life. No matter what it is. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too small. There's nothing beyond his love. This morning, as we stand, let's stand. welcome at these altars to pray you can kneel at your seat or you can pray at your seat or maybe you want to look at the person next to you and say please pray for me I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs but Jesus Christ is standing there saying you come to me all you who are beaten up by life and I will give you rest I will give you hope I will heal what's been broken. I will love you no matter how bad you've been. I thought I'd hear an amen there. No matter what. Don't stand on the outside and let Satan tell you, well, you know, that's, that's for super Christians. There ain't no such thing. The closer you get to God, the more unworthy and dirty you feel. There ain't no such thing as a super Christian. He has something awesome.
powerful, meticulous for your life this morning. Let him in. Let him love you. Let him watch over you. Let him care for you. Let him replug the fibers in in whatever area of your life that you need that to happen. God bless you.